Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we will continue our study of the second book of Kings, Malachim Bet. We are in the middle of chapter 12, Perak Yudbet. We are about to read chapter 18. <clears throat> we just read about this wonderful system that the King Yehoash, who we learned, was doing Hayashar Bein Hashem, what was proper in the eyes of God. He set up a system where uh, a fundraising of honest fundraising to reduce corruption so that the money can be used to fix the Beit Hashem, to fix the temple of God. Um, and now we're going to read of Yehoash's downfall. And interestingly, here we have no details of exactly what it really was that Yehoash did wrong. This is where this chapter differs so much from Divrei Hayamim. I do recommend, of course, that one should read the book of Chronicles to see um, what it was that Yehoash did. But let's focus on this chapter where it doesn't tell us what he did wrong. So, At this time, after Yehoash, and all we learned that he had done so far it seemed to be a good thing to set up the fixing of the temple and the raising of funds in an honest way. Chazoel, the arch enemy of so far we have known of the northern kingdom of Israel, <coughs> also decided to come south. He came and he attacked Gat, which was a city of the Philistines, but it was much farther south, so it was much, much closer to Judah's territory than Israel's territory. And he captured it. So once he captured one of the great Philistine cities, Chazal now turned to the next obvious victim, which is the city of Jerusalem. And what did Yehoash do, feeling threatened? Rather than fight, Yehoash thought of another plan to get Chazoel uh, away. Vayikach Yehoash Melech Yehuda, Yehoash the king of Judah, took Eskol HaKadoshim, all of the holy um, uh, objects, Asher Ekdishu Yehoshaphat, that Yehoshaphat, his ancestor, had made holy and brought into the temple Vihoram, all of his ancestors, Malcha Yehuda, the kings of Judah, Vyas Kadashav, and all of um, his holy objects, Vyaskalazahov, and all of the gold, Hanim Soba, Otsrot Beit Adonai, which was found in the temple treasury, and in the king's house. He sent it as a payment of tribute to Chazal, the king of Aram. And thus Chazal, rather than fight and capture Jerusalem as well, he took the tribute and left. He took the bribe. Now, we don't find anything about Yehoash praying for help. We don't find anything about Yehoash asking a prophet. And there certainly were prophets to whom he could have asked what to do and how to act. But instead, he took it upon himself to pay tribute by 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 taking and uh, by emptying the temple treasury the very temple treasury which we just talked about how much he invested in building it up and setting up a system for collecting money etc now he's ready to just dump it all what happened here what was Yehoash's failure the only hint we get here, and remember, I'm deliberately not drawing from the Book of Chronicles right now. The only hint we have here was Yehoash, his respect for the temple wasn't quite as great as one might have thought. 
Because remember, the Bamot Losaru, right? The altars that were scattered around, he didn't take away. He didn't, despite his upbringing, he didn't quite appreciate the value of the idea that there should only be one central place for worship and sacrifice. One central place to the one and only God. And all of the things of Yoash and all of the things he did, they're all written down. In other words, if you want to know his whole story, you can go ahead and read them in the history books. This is not a history book. But here, what am I here to tell you? I'm here to tell you this lesson. That the person who spent his life and his career building up one thing, if he doesn't truly appreciate it, he'll throw it all in the garbage. If he doesn't truly know how much it's worth and truly respect how important it is, right? no matter how much he devoted to it, he'd be willing to throw it all out. Which is what he did. And if um, you want to know more, go ahead and read the history books. And now, the next irony we're going to learn about Yoash's life. Yoash was the one who was saved from murder as a baby. He obviously knew this as a king, that he became king because as a baby he was taken away from, uh, uh, he was hidden from Atalia who wanted to kill him, right? He was saved. However, what was his end? Was in the end dying in a political um, assassination. His servants rose up against him and uh, uh, conspired a conspiracy right vayakuas yoash and they struck down yoash beit milo in the beit milo hayored sila which leads down to sila the, the what exactly the beit milo is is unclear uh, we had it uh, mentioned by shlomo we had it several places before but uh, it was an area in jerusalem probably has something to do with with water um, but exactly what this is is unclear. There's a lot of different ways to understand it. However, the bottom line is, is that the very Yehoash who started his life and, and got his career as a king because he was saved from being assassinated, ended up being assassinated. Because the very thing that he should have held important, which was the temple, was the very thing that he was so quick to dispose of and get rid of when he was afraid and when he was scared. The things that we think we value, if we don't truly understand why they're important, we're going to throw them out as soon as we have the slightest, the slightest hint of fear. It's almost like if you imagine someone who spends his life, you know, I'll say, say learning Torah because he thinks that this is important, but the moment it really matters, he won't hold on to it. He'll just throw it all out in the garbage. Someone spent his life building uh, an institution, but at the moment, the fear, the moment when he's needed the most, poof, he just lets the institution, institution fall apart. It's, it makes one wonder about Yoash and his character, and this wonder is something that, the, that the, um, the prophet here just leaves us to wonder about. Like, what is it that happened? And again, like I said, in the book of Chronicles, there's more details shared. But here specifically, we don't share the details because it wants us to wonder what's going on. What happened to Yoash? What is this? How could somebody who started off with so much promise end up being assassinated and end up um, uh, dumping all of the treasures that he himself had spent so long building up? 
Vihozachar ben Shimas, who are these people that assassinated him? It was Yozachar, the son of Shimas, Vihozavad ben Shomer, Avadav, they were his servants. Hikuhu, they were the ones who struck him down by Amos and he died. David, and they buried him with his ancestors in the city of David. And Amatsya, his son, was made king in his place in his stead. So that sums up this very quick version of the career of Yoash. It went up and went down, leaving us with a lot to think. What was it? How could a person have had so much promise and then end up being such a failure? We're going to leave us with that thought, um, something to think about, something to contemplate. This concludes chapter 12. Thank you so much for studying chapter 12 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 13 and, of course, the rest of this incredible and wonderful book of Kings.